You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Welcome to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Schiffman. On this show, I interview people with lived and learned experiences on the subjects of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy, but occasionally we talk about other topics as well. Today's guest is the founder of the E3 Network and The Cube, Anna Deshawn. But first, Kid Mental, let's go. Things ain't always gonna go our way, but you can always win when you choose your struggle. And some battles will be yesterday, but today is for a new weekend. Choose your struggle. And don't worry about what they say, but you can always win when you choose your struggle. And you can bounce back just as Come on in, listen in to just struggle. Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I'm your host, Jay Schiffman. Great to be back with all of y'all. Today's Monday Motivation is a conversation with someone that I admire a lot. It's Anna Deshawn. She's an entrepreneur and the founder of the E3 Network and The Cube, both of which specifically create safe spaces for people of color and those in the LGBTQ community to create content. Uh, and and, and this, this intentionality is something that I think is so important and I support so strongly. Uh, I, I met uh, Anna Deshawn over the, over the summer when I was speaking at Podthon. She was also speaking, and, and I just admire all that she's doing. I also want to dedicate this show and a special shout out to everybody who's already purchased merch from the Tee the Public store. You, you heard me mention it on the outro of uh, Friday's episode. I... Just so love when I get the emails that people are buying merch. It makes me so happy. Ryan has done a fantastic job just designing these these awesome, awesome uh, merch opportunities that we have. So uh, check it out in the show notes or go to the website jshiffman.com, J-A-Y-S-H-I-F-M-A-N.com and go to the shop page. Uh, you can also get the tank tops from me as always uh, and, and keep it up. It really makes me so happy and I think they're really cool. I bought some myself. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with the always incredible Anna Deshawn. A quick shout out to my Patreon supporters. I am so grateful for your support and your love. Y'all have been with me since almost the beginning, and so much of this podcast could not be done without you. Almost to a person, they've all told me that they didn't join for the perks, although there are some pretty fantastic perks, but they've all joined just to support the show, and it really means so much to me. Now, if you join, you are going to get some stuff in return. You'll get sneak peeks, extra content, and the chance to interact with me on a second level. It's really a great way to show support if you love this show. So go ahead and check it out today. Go to patreon.com slash choose your struggle. The lowest tier is only $3.40 a month. And there's multiple tiers after that. There's something for everybody. So truly, I truly mean this. Thank you to all of my Patreon supporters. And if you've been waiting to sign up, well, now's a great time. So head on over to Patreon and show a little bit of love. Choose your struggle. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review or check out the review link in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Anna Deshawn, your favorite queer radio personality. Founder of E3 Radio, your number one stop for queer radio done right. 
can you uh, can you just like follow me around and be my hype man you got that perfect <laughs> you got that perfect like like it's uh you know 7 p.m and here comes your one hour of non-stop music on the whatever like radio voice and we all need that friend in our lives Yo, I'm here for all the friend <laughs> shout outs you need, okay? I need to like put myself up on Cameo or something. <laughs> or like Fiverr and just be like, yo, are you looking for someone to do your, you know, your shout outs on your stuff? Because you're good at it. You've got a good voice for it. Thank you. I actually just signed with an agency. So I'm very excited about that. Come on. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. And I literally just said, is there anything new you want to promote? And there you go. You've got something new for this fun. I never even think about it. <laughs> So you and I got connected, listeners. Uh, we 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 were both on the docket for a podcast a poddon, excuse me, earlier this summer. Uh, and you have a very cool new product in the podcast space. We got to chatting, and I was like, you know, I myself am not a perfect fit, but I want to support you in a couple of different ways. One of which, obviously, is being on the show. Here you are. So, so before we actually talk about the product, literally, I guess the the bigger question is, how did you get into audio? You know, why did you decide that this was something you wanted to do, and how did we get to where we are today? Yeah, I appreciate you, Jay. And I appreciate um, the work that you do 100%. I'm actually actively thinking about how I can support podcasts like yours within our app, because I feel like there's a lot of podcasters like you who are adjacent to what we're doing. Okay. And I am here for it. I, I got into this space because I studied radio TV in undergrad. I wanted to be the next Robin Roberts sportscasting on ESPN, doing play by play announcing and all the things. And then after a while, I realized there was nobody like me on television. I mean, I'm a masculine of center woman. I'm like, I wear suits. This is not the type of women I see on television. And that was 20 years ago. Okay. And today that is still very much so the case. And so when I started doing television, I was like, this doesn't feel great. I am not into makeup like that. And one of my friends was like, you know, we should do radio, a radio show. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And I really enjoyed it. I ended up getting a job at a local radio station, turning on Tom Joyner in the morning. So for all my old school folks who grew up on Tom Joyner, I was turning him on and people would call the station and be like, and I love hearing you in the morning. It's great to hear a new voice. And I'm like, this is amazing. People don't have to see me and I can still talk to thousands of people every morning and, and speak my truth. Then I began to think about the power of that. I already knew the power media has to create some type of positive impact on people's lives. I grew up in a house where my mom turned on Herb Kent every morning. Okay, legendary uh, <laughs> DJ in Chicago. And I know I know the power that had. And I said, I think I can get down with radio. And that's where it all started. I think you just made a really important point, obviously, not the fact that there's not enough representation on on media because duh, but but that it's a little bit easier in in audio because you don't have to worry as much about appearances. Correct. A hundred percent. Now, in a world of video, you cannot avoid it. And I'm, and I'm comfortable enough in my own skin and very clear about who I am today that it doesn't bother me like it did when I was, you know, 19. But but audio, there's something authentic. I don't care what anyone says. There is something authentic about radio. There's something authentic about audio um, that is completely different than what you get from television broadcasts. It's just different. 
It is. And, 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 and it's also, I think, a little bit easier uh, until YouTube came around. It was just easier to get into audio. You know, anybody who, who had a microphone could make a, a show of some kind. You know, that's become the case with video, but it still takes more work. And, and, and as you just said, you kind of been doing this. You were at the forefront of some of this work that, that's happening today. It's crazy to say that, but yes. Uh, and <laughs> But, you know, for me, it was out of necessity. I, this is what I love to do. But, I, you know, there was a couple of things that came up when I left school. I went to a predominantly white institution as a black queer woman. I was like, I need my people. I went to PWI for undergrad. I went to a PWI for grad school. And I was like, I need to go back to the city. And so going to small markets to start off in a professional career in broadcasting was not going to be an option for me. And so if that wasn't an option, then what was next? And at that time, the Internet was taken off. I mean, I was a part of the generation that started Facebook. Okay, I remember Facebook when you had to have a a, a .edu at the end of your email address to even get an account. Right. And so the Internet was taking on a whole new landscape. and, And I ended up in an industry where we were doing webinars and online broadcasting. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I can pair the internet with broadcasting, take my skills. And then it just took off from there. So, you know, that is is 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. Why do you think, before we literally get to talking about what your your new project is, I'm going to ask a dumb question that I want you to to give your answer to here. Why Mm -hmm. is this still so necessary? Why is creating a space that is a safe spot for people of color, for for people in the the LGBTQ community, why is that intentionality still a thing that we have to do? Like, why aren't we farther along in this in this area? For the same reason, politics isn't farther along with the <laughs> with the makeup of this country because it's still the one percent, right? The one percent still controls media. Point bank, period. Rupert Murdoch, right? Clear Channel. I mean, iHeart. These institutions own ninety percent of media, and so if they are the ones making the decision, the stories are not changing, right? So it is. I mean, YouTube brought about the Issa Rays of the world, right? That helped to change the landscape of the stories that are told. And we have to tell our own stories. I think that's really what's beautiful about podcasting is and how accessible it is. You know, you mentioned YouTube making video accessible. You know, podcasting makes audio accessible and people telling their stories accessible. And we know the dangers of not telling our stories. History is told by the victors, whoever considers that to be a victory, right? And so... It is so incredibly important that we teach young people how to tell their own stories, that we are empowered to, to tell our perspectives because, I mean, OK, I grew up in a Christian home. OK, so it is like, you know, the disciples, all of them got a different story. OK, <laughs> and different versions of truth. <laughs> and I think it's just it's so it's so incredibly important because there's still so many underrepresented voices out here. So you're working in this industry, you're looking around and going, you know, first in TV and then in audio, you know, there still isn't a lot of people like me doing this. How do we get from, you know, you having a couple decades in this world to deciding that you're going to create something to to try to make a difference there? I'm just called to do it. I think there's the, that's just a simple answer. I am called to do it. I've had this. It was a passion project. E3 Radio has been a passion project for 10 years until I quit my full time job in February of 2021. And I just couldn't let it go. I couldn't let go of telling the stories, interviewing people. And when I would interview some of these legends here in Chicago, Black, LGBTQ legends, folks who have been hosting, producing, organizing for decades, and they tell me, Anna, no one has ever interviewed me. No one has ever asked me to tell my story. I 
am flabbergasted. It makes me so incredibly angry. You know, like why hasn't anyone asked you to tell your story? Because what is left? What is left after we leave this particular plane, right? What is our legacy? If if media does not tell our stories, there is no legacy to be left. And so it is incredibly important. It, I'm called to do it. I'm good at it. It's God-given. And I just, right now, I'm just focused on how I take what I do on the station to the people. Well, I think every day you make it. I mean, that's it. I, I understand and, and, and co-sign the anger there. And it makes me think of I was down in uh, Cape Town, South Africa a couple of years ago and I'm in a, I'm in a cab. Mm-hmm. And what's so amazing about, you know, the the the, the environment that that is existed in, in especially major cities there is that everybody has their story of, of what they did to help bring about the end of apartheid right so my cab driver is telling me the this story of you know helping set up roadblocks and protests and stuff like that and there there are museums that are being that that were built and are continually being built to preserve those stories and it made me think about how we treat things like the civil rights era as ancient history no there are still people alive who who contributed heavily to this and to your point we don't get their stories we get the the same couple of stories every year uh when we talk about these these this incredible time so my mother is from mount bayou mississippi right and she is like one of ten And she grew up on a farm where her granddaddy raised everything that they ate and they went out and picked cotton and it was an all black town. And she talks about not knowing racism until um, she left home, as she puts it. Right. This isn't three generations, four generations ago of people picking cotton. This was my mama picking cotton. Okay, I can't even (laughs) I can't even explain. It's hard for me to articulate the magnitude of the growth in which and the courage it took for her to leave Mississippi to come to Chicago as part of the great migration that existed then, right? Where she was, what she did to make her life what it is and where I am today and what I'm doing with my life, right? In one generation of time. It it, it was yesterday as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, and I hope that anyone listening understands the importance for this mission that you are on and for preserving these stories. So so let's make some converts here. You know, talk a little bit mm-hmm. about how somebody can engage with your your work. And then let's talk about the, the podcast uh, uh, project because this is pretty cool. And this is what, what I heard you present about. Absolutely. So first and foremost, you can tune into our radio station 24-7-365 from our website today at e3radio.fm. We are Queer Radio Done Right. We play queer and independent music in high rotation, right? We center, we center those individuals because they deserve it. I, the, the podcasting project is, is an extension of that. The same need that exists within queer media and and centering queer media is it's happening in the podcasting industry and i'm like you will not do it (laughs) we're gonna stop this right now okay uh bipoc and qt poc folks and excuse me black indigenous people of color and then queer trans people of color are not being invested in they do not have the visibility within these podcasting apps and it is incredibly frustrating my me and my team were having this conversation because originally the the app was going to be specifically for us to play the radio station. We were like, we got to put it in an app form instead of the website. But when we began talking, podcasting came up because we were all listening to them, but couldn't find more good content. And we was like, where in the world is it? We know it exists. We know it exists because because black people are amazing. OK, so where is it? And, and and we were like, why don't we just solve the problem? Use this app. 
as a place not only for the radio station where we're centering queer and trans and people of color artists and indie artists, but also as a place for podcasts in the same vein. And when I began asking people around and bringing it up in conversation, people were, all I heard was positive feedback. Like, Anna, I would love that. Anna, I would love that. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And I said, well, let's make something amazing. So it's called The Cube, Q-U-B-E. Uh, the name came to me in the shower. We were, I was like, I, I believe in manifestation. Okay, we got to manifest some stuff. And I was like, E3, you know, three is Cuban. I was like, what if we call it the Cube and put a Q on it and make it queer? I was like, oh, snap, that's it. Um, so it's called The Cube. The website is thecube.app. All right. So you can go there. You can sign up for the app. You can also, by the time this comes out, <laughs> you should be able to go to the app store and download it. But definitely go into the website and uh, signing up and reading about what we're doing and following us there. Well, congratulations on the app finally, you know, being released. Because when I, you know, when you were, were presenting at the at the conference, which was what was that July? Uh, you know, yeah. this was all kind of we're working on, we're working on it. So I'm very excited for you to, to this is coming to fruition. Uh, let's mm-hmm. let's talk for a minute because this is a shared uh, interest of both of us. Is that that intentionality piece? You know. I think that that for those who don't quite get it, they would say, but why is this necessary? Why can't you just go on, I don't know, iTunes and search for these shows? Why is it so important to create this space that is specifically for people of color and, and you know, those in the, the, the LGBTQ community? Because there's more, there's more people out here who have so much to give outside of the people who have a million followers, people who got a 500,000 followers, you know, those people, they're wonderful in their own right, right? But you know, your neighbor is wonderful too, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, a cousin that's really great. And you know, you know, some indie people out here who've got something to say, who can add value to many conversations. And so I think it is our job to give them platforms to be heard. And if the cube can create a space where those indie artists and podcasters can be heard and seen by more people, amplify their message, then we've done our job. Right. Um, I also believe that there's networks out here. I've been finding so many wonderful networks of podcasters and they also need to play another place to be heard. And iTunes and Apple and Spotify and all these other uh, media organizations. Okay. They going to show up when it's, when it's time to show up, you know, February, June, um, pick a month. Okay. Uh, but there's no sustainability plan. Okay. There's nobody in there curating, amplifying. Okay. Um, some apps do a better job than others of serving up content based upon what you like, but at the end of the day, they are going to promote their own content, which does not include POC people or queer people. Okay. Um, they're going to promote their sponsors. They're going to promote their advertisers first, not you. So we have to do it differently and we only do it differently when, when people who are different than the leaders who currently exist are given the ability to lead. You know, that's why black queer women leading, we bring everybody along for the ride. (laughs) And so I think that's why it's so incredibly important that the cube exists. Well, I love that so much. I, I, I think, you know, my, favorite example of why this is so important was I not long after you and I met, I went to podcast movement in Nashville and hmm. uh, the, one of the sponsors was iHeart. And this is not a, in any way throwing shade at iHeart. I love a lot of their shows, uh, but sure. of all of their platforms, only one had had anyone of color on it and it was their people of color platform. Right. I mean, all the other ones were a bunch of white people. And then the one was like, you know, Questlove and Jill Scott and all that kind of stuff. And and so right. it's like, you know, that's what intentionality for these 
places looked like. Yeah, we'll, we'll have the one panel. You know, that's why people, uh, groups like y'all's and in, in, in the cube is so important because that's not real intentionality. Now, if, if I'm a person of color who has a show and I'm hearing this and I'm just like, oh, my God, finally, you know, how can they get in touch? Like, what are you looking for for people to get involved with you in that respect as a creator? Absolutely. We want you to submit your podcast. OK, so what we've done is we created what we call a Kubrick. And I hope y'all think that's cute because I do. OK, for the cube. And so it is our measure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is our measurement guide on what makes a, a good podcast. From your intro to your content delivery to your production quality to your consistency, okay? Because we also know a challenge in the podcasting space is being consistent. Right. You know, being an active podcast, and it's challenging to do that. So we've made our Kubrick. We have pod, a podcast curation team, so folks who are listening to every piece of content that goes into the app. And so if your podcast meets our criteria, then we uh, invite you to to join us. We pretty much just activate your podcast inside of our app. And so that's how it works. So I would encourage you to go to the cube.app and submit your podcast for curation. Also, if you are interested in being a part of the curation team, you want to just listen to some new content. We have a lot of people who, who's, who are down to do that. Please join us. We got so much content to listen to and we'd love for you to join us in that respect as well. Well, that rolls right into my next question, which is, you know, if if I am not as I am not a person of color or, or part of the LGBTQ community, how else can we support? You know, it sounds like curation. It, it, you just need some ears uh, and obviously promotion and just listening on the app, which I plan to do. But but what else are you looking for for other ways people can get involved? Hey, we trying to build an ad revenue sharing program, okay? It is so incredibly important that we put money into the pockets of these podcast creatives. I believe if we're able to help supplement some of the income, that would also help to improve on the consistency and, and staying active with it. Because it's incredibly challenging to put a podcast together, not get paid for it, <laughs> and be consistent given all the things happening with life. So we're looking for large ad buys. If you feel like you've got a lead in that space, you know, you know, a business, um, a marketer who would be interested in reaching the people that we are going to reach. We are here for that. If you know people in the media who you think might want to cover our story. Okay. Um, there is never enough media attention on a project like ours. Okay. Um, and honestly, just support would be amazing sharing anything, right? It's about the reach and the adoption at this point. Well, I, and I think that that, it, it, again, going back to our comments on intentionality are so important when it comes to the advertising piece. You know, my wife and I were in the car the other day, we're listening to an English language uh, podcast and an ad comes on that's in Spanish. And my wife, who who is of Hispanic descent and, and speaks Spanish, was we were kind of talking about like, who is this ad for, right? I mean, if you're listening to this show that you need to be fluent in English to understand, it, what is this? And she was like, I mean, this is basically signaling. It's just, that's all it is because the person hearing in Spanish is like, Oh great. They accept me, but the show is in English. And so, you know, to, 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 to create this intentionality of like, we are actually going to be with you as a community and not just throw this thing at you and say, here's something for you, I think is incredibly important. And that kind of goes right to what the cube is trying to accomplish to be a safe space and create that community. It all has to be about community. Now, and community is stressful, okay? I have been in community for a very long time with a lot of people. It is not an easy route to take. A lot of people do not choose this route for many good reasons, okay? But I believe 
with what we're doing, it's so incredibly important that we have community support and buy-in to, to prove our hypotheses correct that BIPOC and QTPOC podcast creatives are looking for a space that centers them and that BIPOC and QTPOC podcast listeners are looking for a space that centers them, right? And that advertisers are looking for a space with a niche audience where they can do big ad buys and not one-off. And they're looking to, you know, be heard by this particular audience and they can do that at the queue. <laughs> Jay, we got a lot of hypotheses to prove, okay? <laughs> and we can't do that alone. It has to be done in community. We have to get feedback on what people are seeing while also staying abreast about what's happening in the market. You know, how are we being accessible um, to people with all types of abilities, right? I'm I'm thinking about all of these things as we build this app and um, yeah, more to come. All right, let's do this real quick then. One more time. Where can they find you online? Where can they download the app? It sounds like when is that going to come out? All, all the things people need to know. 100%. So you can follow me at Anna Deshawn, absolutely everywhere, okay? And my TikTok is popping right now. I got queer news <laughs> happening every single day and the people are loving it. So definitely go follow me on TikTok. Also, the radio station, E3 Radio, E, the number three radio across all platforms. Go ahead and follow us. You can also visit our website to tune into the radio station, E, the number three radio.fm, 24 7, 365. And then the app, right? The app. T-H-E-Q-U-B-E dot A-P-P. And uh, go ahead and sign up if you're a podcaster, submit your podcast for curation. If you're interested in being a curator, hit that contact page and hit us up. And honestly, just your support means the world. So I appreciate you. And thanks, Jay, for having me. Definitely. Now let's finish with this. Uh, the last one, I asked you a specific question on, on my uh, my calendar, which is what else are you excited about right now? And you had a pretty good answer to that. Heck yeah, I got an agent, a voiceover agent. I'm crazy excited about that. I'm trying to be like MC Light, okay? Doing all the live announcing at the award shows. I think it'll be incredibly stressful and fun all at the same time. And so I'm excited about that. Well, I love to hear it. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is going to be a great episode. And listeners, please go check out the Cube and everything that Anna Deshaun has popping because, you know, you're, you're going to be able to say I knew her when at some point. Hey. And, uh, you know, you might as well get in now. <laughs> I appreciate you.